Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and hopefully the new year is kicking off to a great start. On this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we brought back Dr. Pete Angarelli. He does a great job and allows us to kind of banter back with uh, back and forth with him about the chiropractic profession and just kind of healthcare in general. And on this episode, Nick's on this episode, along with myself and Dr. Pete, and we talk about the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems, which I know might sound a little crazy that we're talking about this kind of stuff on the Your Life, Your Term show, but we're big believers in overall health health and fitness and understanding as much as we possibly can about our own bodies so that we can functional to our optimal capacity. And that's why we have Dr. Pete on. So he talks about some of the latest uh, research that he had. We question him. He quizzes us a little bit. Some answers we get, some we totally uh, stare at him blank faced at and we get through it all. So uh, I I think you're going to take a lot of good information from this episode. And if you're listening to this and you want some real estate and specific information around uh, different property types that you can purchase and what the cash flow would be. We have this blueprint that we put together. You can get a copy of the blueprint which is basically a summary of one of the rock star investors that we've worked with over the years, allowed us to kind of just put his properties and what he's done with real estate together in a report. Um, and you can get a copy of that report at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash blueprint. So that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash blueprint. And you'll see what he's been able to accomplish with his properties. We share cash flow numbers and purchase prices. So you get an idea of what a Canadian is doing right here in the Golden Horseshoe area with their investing. So if you want a copy of that, you can get that at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash blueprint. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, now we're live. Um, okay, so before we jump in, um, I think this might be your third visit here. And I yes. just want to articulate that this is a, a real estate brokerage. And somehow a chiropractor has made their way here for the third time. So you better bring the goods. You better bring the goods. This better be a plus game. It will, it's, I'm ready. I'm pull ready pull the mic go. nice and you're, close. You're, pull the mic nice and close. You're... Uh, your your real estate people are going to love this yeah. because of what it can do for them. Yeah. We want them investing and then feeling great yeah. physically. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if anyone listening would consider themselves real estate people, but uh, yeah, they're or, thinking about real estate. They're the great the people listening to this are just basically the greatest people. Yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm aware of that. <laughs> but listen, talk to me. The, you you pointed out a book I have on my shelf uh, here by the Case Against Sugar. Gary Tobbs, and he's going to be on the Joe Rogan show, and he's well, going to go. Yeah, and, and this let, started because we were talking about chiropractic and how people like to pick on chiropractors. Right. Let me preface it. I want to preface it by saying that um, how can you have uh, people in healthcare or research, even in research and scientific research, with diametrically opposed views on the same research? They're looking at it from a different angle. So. I, I, and that comes up in chiropractic. It doesn't just come up in chiropractic. It comes up in medicine. It comes up certainly in fitness with people telling you one workout, CrossFit's great, CrossFit's the worst thing ever. And so I noticed on Twitter yesterday that uh, Gary, I don't know how to say his last name, Tobbs or Tobbs, he is going, he's been invited onto the Joe Rogan podcast. I think he to, was on once uh, already okay, by so, himself, but yeah, now he's coming back. He's on. coming back to debate, discuss with this PhD, Stefan, I can't remember the guy's name. 
who's a PhD researcher, and I think I, I don't I haven't read all of it, but I, I think is the one researcher is saying how basically, you know, the hark the high carb, low fat, low protein diet is better, and I think Gary is saying it's the, the high carb and the sugar that is responsible for so many yeah he's a diseases high fat right. Guy, yeah. So how can you have two very intelligent people, two people who've read the literature? And they have totally different conclusions based on the same literature. I find that fascinating. And you know what? What does the, what does your listener do? What do they do? You really have to. Isn't you, it just because though? But isn't it just because these systems are so complex? Well, and it's sure. so much going on that you can actually come at it from two completely different contexts and have different views. Just because the whole discussion is so huge, you absolutely can. And and I would even argue there's no one right way, but. I like. I think you know. My goal as a healthcare practitioner is to empower people to learn and make the choice that's right for them. Because for some people, a certain procedure, diet, workout plan is going to be right for them, and it also fits their value system. So, for instance, I meet a lot of people today that do not want to be on medications. It's actually not just a matter of you know um, they're worried about side effects, but it's against their values of what they think are healthy. So then I'm trying to empower them. Well, if you don't want to do that, what are things you can do to avoid the need for them? That type of idea. So we're really in the in the game of empowerment today with people, giving them information, letting them make the choice that's right for them. That's always evolving too. Um, as I mentioned to you, I, I'll tell you guys a quick story. I was uh, in, the su- in July. I started at 7 a.m. a couple of my shifts in the office. And so I have some patients that were sitting there waiting to come in, right? So that I'm walking into the front door and they're falling behind me. And, and in July, one of my patients walking behind me goes, hey, Dr. Pete, you don't you don't look so good. You're limping. And I was like, oh gosh, are they right? Like I'm kind of limping a little <laughs> calling bit Calling you, calling you like, out. The chiropractor is not supposed to be limping. And what it was was my, I mean, it's a couple things, but my hip and my left Achilles had been getting tight over years, right? And I had been running and going to the gym, which is great. Um, and about a month later, I started doing yoga, which I just came from this morning. And I've noticed like a huge change in my body um, since I've been doing hot yoga, moksha, or they call it moda yoga now. It's really awesome. It's not, but then I'm telling people about it and they're like, oh my gosh, I tried that hot yoga and I hated it. The heat, the this, the that. I got injured. I didn't like this. So we got to, there's going to be certain choices that are, are right for certain people at certain times. I guess that's my point here. Um, and uh, different opinions. So do your research, do your homework, and come to your own conclusions. And I know you brought material here, which I we're going to get into. But uh, yeah, and I just feel it's it's interesting to me with chiropractic stuff in general because we'll get comments on this podcast about different real estate stuff, and someone will always slip in a line. Not always, but when we do get some feedback, uh, it, they'll make just a comment like, "Yeah, I'm surprised you had that chiropractor guy on," you know. And I, they don't really say much more, oh, but geez. I know there's this underlying tone of like they're not agreeing with something, okay. but they don't want to come out All right. and tell me. No, no, it's good. It's good. The, the, and the reason that I think it's good is that, uh, yeah, different things are required. Yoga is good for a whole bunch of stuff. Cross CrossFit. Weightlifting can be good. Like there's all different things at all different times in your life. It's all an educational thing. Right. And I think that there has been times um, when uh, you just have actually absolutely just benefited from an adjustment. Something's off. I get adjusted and it's back together it doesn't mean it might stay that way but for uh it's helping me right yeah so just for me personally in certain situations i'm a fan yes and uh i see the longer term benefits of it and that's why we keep talking but i know you've been uh, you why do you have these highlighted papers in front of you i want to i want to share some stuff with you guys but for i want to step back for a second so really i don't want this to be about a chiropractic thing but just general health principles because 
if we, as we're, your point, you know, we're always going to be evolving our understanding of how the body works. That's never going to change. A hundred years from now, people are going to have theories that they're trying to work out. <clears throat> so, but what are general things we can look at about health and disease and sort of apply those things in chiropractic or different areas? And one thing I saw a couple months ago, I saw a video come out on YouTube, and it's a researcher. I think the guy's from McMaster, and he made a little info. You know these. Uh, like videos where okay. you know the videos where like to have sort of the cartoon characters walking around and um the title of the video was um aging successfully and so most of the video was talking about as people get older um part of the reason their health fails is um a loss of lean muscle mass that contributes to changes in metabolism and changes in, you know, they, they don't have the strength to do their activities. They might fall, these kind of things. So the conclusion of this, of this video was we got to start educating people when they're older to eat more protein to maintain their, their muscle mass, right? And I kind of looked at that, and I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but as a strategy, do you think that that's the most effective strategy to have or one of the most effective strategies to have people age successfully yeah absolutely. sounds good yeah absolutely not but I, right. I i guess i see where the guy's coming from more yeah it's, mass, a, it's eat some a, more protein and it reminded me of 20 years ago um or i don't know 20 30 years ago the whole osteoporosis thing really came into you know i i don't know when it was but you guys remember when we started seeing calcium added to orange juice and milk i feel like yeah. my whole life stuff. it's been fortified with everything is that yeah but has that been 20 years I think uh, it's been a while yeah about 20 years and that was the thinking was oh gosh we got people getting older they lose bone density well bone is made of calcium and vitamin d stimulates calcium absorption so we got to get people taking more calcium and vitamin d to to do this right but that's really proved to be faulty because what it is that now bone, I'll give you guys a little physiology lesson. Bone is made of osteoblasts and osteoclasts. So there's constantly cells building bone matrix and there's constantly cells breaking down bone matrix. So a bone is not a, like a, a rock. It's a living thing at a cellular level. There's constant turnover. And actually when they give people the medications that, that there's medications, the osteoporosis drugs that stop osteoblasts from breaking down bone or sorry, clasts. And those actually uh, produce over time unhealthy bone because the bone has a, the right amount of bone mineral in it, but the bone is weaker because it's not doesn't have the same shape because it's not being constantly turned over. So it's a strategy that really is not that great because you know we're interfering and really what drives bone but growth isn't so, part isn't part of this like really it just goes back to you know you mentioned the YouTube video and now you know and you have your opinion on it and, and things like that. Like it's it's prop, one of the problems with the internet is that you know everyone has an opinion and they can put it out there. So that's one of the great things. One of the problems is that like people watch one YouTube video and they think it's fact and they don't know what this Absolutely. guy's researched before. Maybe this is his first research ever in this area, and he's way off. And like some of these diet books are done by bloggers. For sure. You know, like yeah. Mark Sisson's a blogger. He's got like no, you know. And I'm not against Mark Sisson, but like ultimately he's got he had no real he did some research but he's got no real education in the area doesn't mean he's wrong but i think people need to take everything with a grain of salt and then they choose who they're the people they want to listen to are For and they're sure. like hey look whether the guy's got an education or not whether i believe in the research he's done done or not i that aligns with what i believe so i'm going to go down that path it's just like the people that are vegans versus meat eaters they choose the the studies or the people that are going to research in a certain way to prove their point they align with those people the meat eaters align with other people 
You know what I mean? Like that's For that's sure. that's going to be one of the biggest constants that's always going to happen. I don't know. It's, that's what that's what it seems to me. It's like there is no right answer. Like the sugar the the sugar question. If we circle back all the way to uh, all the way to the beginning, so the sugar question is like you know what context are we taking? So you guys talked about like everyone's looking at it from a, a different their own point of view and and kind of morphing the 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 research their point of view. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, is anyone talking about like maybe it's there's nothing wrong with actually sugar in itself. Maybe what the problem is is that sugar got added to like 90% of the the things that the, the prepared foods that you buy in the grocery store. Everything from like pasta sauce, which a lot of people don't think it's in pasta sauce, to bread, there's added sugar in most breads that you buy, to all that stuff. I I just seems like it's like Everyone's looking for these definitive answers that it doesn't exist. Like, go figure out what works for you and then figure it out. Not everybody. I'm not. So, <laughs> no, you make your own definitive answers and then force them up. But I think, other I think the way the world's, the world's changed is that someone, uh, I'm just going back to, to Mark Sisson. I mean, and uh, somebody, I, I feel like if you look at us right now as real estate people. I like Mark Sisson's books and stuff, by the way, just yeah, yeah. for the record. I'm just thinking, like, if you use that particular guy, if you don't know who Mark Sisson is, an older gentleman, has a long-term history of running uh, triathlons and was, like, a marathon guy and then kind of changed his approach and started doing a little bit more weight stuff and then came up with this whole concept of uh, the primal blueprint is his book and kind of eating, like, our primal ancestors ate instead of, like, we're eating kind of in general today. Um, And I kind of like that the Internet's done some of that stuff because now I get to learn from somebody who doesn't have the education but has the practical history of being an athlete and has come to these conclusions through his own little study that works for him and then he shares his information so i guess there's kind of two sides to it like yeah the internet has this weird thing where someone can get on and make a youtube video and then someone will to nick to your point someone will listen to it and think oh my gosh there's the fact i should eat more protein and that's going right. to help me age successfully um and I disagree with some of that kind of stuff. But on the flip side, when someone like a Mark Sisson who has like 30, 40 years of like running experience and then tries different foods and looks at his own body and then shares the results, I find huge value in that. And if I look at Rockstar as a whole, it's interesting because some people will look at us for economic updates. We are not trained economists. We're far from it. Right. But we have a history of being in real estate, watching interest rates, understanding how interest rates affect the real estate market. And then we give our kind of two cents on the economy from that kind of context. And uh, so it's kind of like a double age, uh, double age sword, totally. this damn Internet thing, because yeah. you get like bits of information that are like eh, you're taking that by itself. It's not enough. It's not giving you the proper context, but then it's giving access to information from people you would normally just never hear about. So there's like this two sides of the world that we're in right now, which is to me like fascinating. And we have to kind of like break through it and, uh, you know, take from it what you will. And you need to kind of do a lot of your own research to yeah. figure that stuff out. I just think the guys that, that like, y- y- you know, some people are going to respond better to because because i agree with everything you said and in the past you know when people would just look at they're like well where's the scientific you know study for this this and this and i was like man why are these people just looking at it like you know this person has someone else has already kind of taken a lot of that information and kind of prepared like put it together for you to understand but they just wanted they're the very kind of technical maybe the engineer like type people that will just focus on certain sorts of information and I guess in the past, I was always the person that I, I was more open to looking at multiple different sources like yourself. 
And I think now I've just come to terms with like, you know what, there's some people that that's how they learn. They want the clinical studies and only the clinical studies and they go by that. And you know what, if that's what works for them and they take just their information from that type of learning and draw whatever conclusions work for them, then I'm like, perfect. You know what I mean? Whereas, whereas I think there's... And all- I think that's where chiropractic gets attacked a little bit because people are looking for that one clinical study that shows hey, this adjustment is doing this to my body and it has these benefits. Yeah, well, no, we, I ha- think that's we do have guys, some of that. Nick, I, I, I don't gonna... know if I cut you off. You were going to say something no, else there? No, no, no. no. I, we'll, we'll get into a bit of that. But yeah, I mean, all you guys, really good points. And Nick, to your thing, which I think was what I was trying to say, the same thing is that, you know, people... So the positive is, yeah, there's a lot of... And the amount of stuff is exponentially growing. So that's not going away, but people can choose things in accordance with their values. Whereas 50 years ago, you had one or two, you had either go to the doctor and do what they said or do your own traditional remedy. If you guys Mm -hmm. from Croatia or Italy, whatever, you know, I kind of wish it was like two. remember, like (laughs) I'm saying, remember, like we were alive two or 300 years ago, but I feel like two or 300 years ago, you were like appointed the royal medical person. You know, and it's like, yeah. you are the medical person in this castle. And then whatever you say on Nick's condition is <laughs> obviously true because you are the royal appointed medical person in this kingdom. And then we went to this era, like maybe in the last hundred years, where we did get like a scientific kind of training. Yeah. But through the me- the media was so limited that we right. all had very difficult time getting access to the information. And it was like, you, you know, three channels on TV and stuff like that. And, you, you know, so you kind of got some of it through that. that. And now we've gone to the total other extreme right. where it's like right. we're back to kind of like that practitioners are discredited yeah. because everyone's done two searches on the internet and they're smarter than the doctors. Yeah, and yeah. we all now decide, well, I looked into chiropractic myself or I looked into CrossFit myself or I looked into weightlifting and I've decided that I can hurt myself or I can do this and then I know more than the actual Olympic weightlifter himself or herself knows. You yeah. know, so we've it's just, it seems like it's complete chaos. It, it's, it is, and we have to, so again, it gets back to empowering people to, Allow oh, yeah, them to allow them. I was making a point. Well, because you know what? I was talking to my brother a couple years ago. We, a friend of mine wrote a book uh, called Eat, Stop, Eat. And it's basically an intermittent fasting book. And he wrote it kind of at the forefront of intermittent fasting. I think, I don't know if he first published it maybe 10 years ago. So really when it was getting going. By the way, a lot of those, a lot of those people, and he's not a, a doctor per se, but a lot of the, oh, no, I don't even want to say, a... no, hold on. Let me <laughs> say, a lot of the marketing is anti-establishment. I went to doctors and tried that and it didn't work. And then I found X, Y, Z, right? And th- and that's why it's so probably Mark Sisson is a similar, I don't know his story, but you know, he tried the, what he was supposed to do, told by the doctors, didn't get him the result and then tried this, did his own research, found this thing and now wants to share it with you, right? But, um, but my brother was talking about, you know, he had been doing the intermittent fasting and he said, you know, I've been reading stuff and a lot of people think it's really bad for you, but he goes, I just can't argue with how good I feel when I do it. And I just don't think how good I feel. I just don't think it's bad for me. So, which is kind of what you were saying, which is, you know, chiropractic. Well, I'm not exactly sure of all the science, but I feel better and it's right for me. So um, I think on on that point, I think people, you're right, because I think uh, intermittent fasting is so trendy right now yeah. and people attack it from all different angles because some people will attack. I think Nick and I have talked about this, like, hey, all you're really doing is restricting calories because right. you've shortened your window. So you're yeah. restricting calories. So you're going to kind of like feel better because you're like eating less or maybe you're eating healthier within that window. And that's, what, people, that's what the studies, the recent studies, like within the last couple of years show around intermittent fasting is that the large majority of people that went to intermittent fasting, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me. But it was by that uh, 
Man, uh, you know, I, I don't want to misquote him. It was, it was by one of the doctors who saw that conference. I thought it was the guy that specializes in fan, fa- fasting from Toronto, but I could be wrong. No, um, I think it is him. I, I, I forget it was, his but name. But there's someone else there that, that was talking about, it was like something Lee, Kevin Lee or something. I, uh, but anyways, a uh, really smart guy, but I, he might have presented on something else. But anyways, and this just shows that multiple, you know, they've tracked all these people. And it's just really the vast majority of people are in a caloric deficit when they're doing intermittent fasting. And that's why, because in that period of windows, unless they're just stuffing their face, you can't actually consume the calories in any reasonable way, the amount of calories you so would you're kind of eating less calories, you're, you're feeling yeah, right. better. But where I get baffled in today's world is people will argue over this point. Like I'll talk to people about intermittent fasting and, and then someone will say, well, really all you're doing is restricting calories. And someone's like, well, who can, I don't actually, yeah. but, but you know, it doesn't matter what I don't, that's fine. If that's all it is, why is this now? Like you're trying to kind of talk down the intermittent fat. No, I fat. think you're trying to, in some ways, like if I said that to you, so you, you would re- respond exactly like you did, but I would just be trying to, in my way, I would be like, yeah, I'm just trying to provide another angle on what you're doing, trying to almost educate you. Hey, look, I saw this. Here's this additional piece of information for what you're doing. Maybe it's useful to you. Maybe it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when I do stuff like that's I, I I that's just again it goes back to individual people right that's the way I like to know things I like to take little bits of information from a hundred different sources and then I kind of make it all work for me so which I think is some, what we all have to get to right but yeah some people you, don't yeah. you know they like you look at it, you could potentially look at that as me talking down and I'm like no I'm not talking down it I was just saying that's mm-hmm. actually that's actually what it is which I I found very interesting mm-hmm. i'm like oh wow so it seems like it might be more about the caloric deficit versus the actually the actual time restricted eating which is interesting to me because then i'm like well that changes my perception of it and then what i can potentially do with intermittent fasting or whatever the case, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it right that that that's all it is yeah but yeah, well, some people come from a different point of view with 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 all this stuff. Is like like diets and stuff like that are, are so sensitive. I never knew because I never very, talked about yeah. this yeah. stuff. For, uh, yeah. Only in the last few years have I really started talking about diet and stuff. I realized, holy smokes! No, because like just on this point in intermittent fasting, and not with Nick, but with other people at the gym, we'll have these kind of discussions. And I'm like, well, yeah, like I guess the calorie thing is a big big deal, but. I think for me, what's happening is I was eating too late. So it might be restricting my calories and intermittent fasting. But the benefit, the major benefit for me seems to be that it's forcing me to stop eating at like 7 p.m. instead of like eating right till 11 p.m. And it's allowing me to get a better night's sleep. So, yes, the calorie deficit is something. But actually, there's this other angle to the time restricted eating that's it's playing a role for me and then you, you just get into this big yeah, kind of debate well, there's and it's all like sorts never of stuff. ends yeah. and i'm it like oh my ending. gosh <laughs> like this is just crazy. Well, some people, it's a four-hour window it's a six-hour window yeah. are you even doing do you eat breakfast because are you even really doing intermittent fasting if you eat breakfast and you eat till 7 p.m I'm not, yeah. I'm not questioning right. you. I'm or just saying. you're having some calories. So yeah, yeah, yeah. even just, if you i think there's one oh, and then there's the argument it's crazy right like it gets out of hand yeah so but maybe to move this forward, guys, okay. I'm going to bring so, up something. So, so answer, okay, so because this aligns with—I've been waiting to ask this question. So this aligns with because I'm interested, and you guys might have talked about this in the past in a past podcast. Here's my perception, a very ignorant perception, and the sure. reason I'll say that is because I've had—I've only been to a chiropractor like once years and years ago. I got in a car accident once, and I was like, oh, I'm never going back. Right. So to that particular one, I was—I don't know, 16, 17. I'm like, well, I'm not going back. I'm too busy hanging with my friends. Um, so. This is what I'm curious about, chiro, uh, about chiropractors, because to me, it's a Band-Aid solution, right? So you do an adjustment and things can feel better. You know, I, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know exactly how it works. So everything feels better. Great. But then eventually 
something goes back and, and, you know, and it's not aligned again. So wouldn't you be better off or, or shouldn't the focus for the person be on fixing the underlying causes of that? So like keep doing the chiropractory stuff, right? Chiropractory, Chiro- is that a word? Chiropractic. Chiropractic. It's okay. It's okay. Chiropractic. No, we can He's go with I'm just going to let him go. We can go with that. So, hey, I admitted that I'm clueless you with did, this stuff, did. right? It's all good. It's all so, good. But wouldn't it be better to fix the underlying causes? And where this is coming from for myself, so I'll give you why I'm asking this, yeah. is because I always had different pains in my knees and my shoulders and stuff like that. And I realized over time, I'm like, man, you know what? From all this working out I'm doing, it's I don't actually have injuries. I have muscle tightness. And if I focused more on the mobility and took care of myself in that way, all those kind of minor injuries and aches and pains and tightness I have, it all disappears and I feel like a million bucks, right? right? And with the amount of training I do, it's hard to kind of stay loose and there's a lot of focus on it. So I guess I, I kind of equate that back to the chiropractic sector as well. And I'm like, isn't that the same thing, kind of? Well, that's a gr- I, I'm really glad you asked it and that's a great point. I'm trying to look at both of you guys with my mic here, getting, good, getting aligned good. here. But um, so you're, you're correct in that, I mean, a lot of, uh, in a general sense, a lot of people's, sort of aches and pains begin with a loss of mobility in certain areas, whether it's a spine or hip or knees. And there's kind of two, um, there, there's, there's way, there's things that you can do as an individual to address those things preventatively and sort of actively with exercise yoga. Like for instance, even me, like I get adjusted once, twice a week, but still from my lifestyle of bending over to adjust people so many, you know, 50, a hundred times, a day that's you know creating problems with my hip that only could be addressed through me stretching it out in yoga so everything has its piece i think we're with chiropractic we're not trying to say it's the i i'm certainly not trying to say it's the the panacea of everything that you need to do to, to feel great but it's very beneficial for targeting areas that um especially when they become chronic areas where we've lost mobility which for many of us is the upper back the upper thoracic spine um, sometimes the pelvis and sometimes the upper neck or the upper cervical. Yeah, my areas thoracic that is, mobility is, the upper yeah. back is garbage. And you find like, like I know for me too, like... What's, it, a, what's uh, thoracic mobility? Okay, so thoracic... <laughs> it's like so when you can arch your back that, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a so cat, kind of almost. So the neck is the cervical spine. Uh, below C7, I'm sort of pointing for the video, from here to here is the is the thoracic spine or the mid-back. Got it. And right. then there's the lower back. So for us with forward head, forward... Uh, posture type of things. So phone, computer, driving, video games, etc. We tend to increase our thoracic flexion, forward is flexion. And over time, we lose mobility in that area. And because we're flexing forward for our eyes to be horizontal, then our head comes up and then we create loss of mobility in the upper cervical region. So two key regions. And which, again, even in my yoga, like everything is going well, but my do- most difficult area to gain mobility is right through here. But that's my most important area to be adjusted. So the adjustments create mobility, and then I can build on that mobility from my yoga. Okay, but so there's use, a whole other. Use that as an example, though. Thoracic yeah. spine. So upper back, kind of like for most people, kind of in between your shoulder blades yeah. type thing, right? So when you do an adjustment, so I'm tight, I've yeah. lack of mobility there. I try to do my mobile. What, what is actually happening? that's going to give so it's more of a temporary fix it is it is a let's call it this it's a stimulus okay it's an input to the tissues of the body what tissues joints 
muscles. Okay, what's the input? Nerves. So what do you do? It's a mechanical input. Just straight, you're pulling my arm. You take one arm on each side and tug it like in the medieval Uh, times? You can watch the videos on YouTube. No, not exactly. Not exactly. But um, so we, we, if we have, again, I'm trying, this is a very visual thing. It can be um, a spinal joint. There's two bone surfaces that come together and there's a synovial joint. So it's a fluid filled joint. When we do an adjustment and that joint is stuck, it's not moving. There may be, and probably is in adults, um, some some degree of scar tissue so around the joint. So you're forcing it apart. So when we when we adjust it, it may move this way, it may move this way, and what will happen? And so you want it to move sideways. So for anyone watching, you moved it apart, which what, looked good. When you moved it sideways, I didn't know if the back, we're, we're the talking, back was supposed yeah, to go so, that way. I'm showing you like the the synovial joints and spine. They're very small. Okay. So we're talking about millimeter, like very yeah, small yeah, movements. You, we're not you. talking about dislocating people. <laughs> these are really these are really good questions, Nick, because a lot of times people don't you know, ask them. So it's great for me to be able to try to you know explain this to you. But so what that does is it starts to create movement. So in the short term, there is a short term improvement in mobility in that area. So if I adjust you and then you go to the gym and do your thoracic mobility, great. Now, if you have scar tissue and I, if we, now there's a, a principle, SAID, specific adaptation to impose demand. Basically what that means is that the tissues of the body respond to mechanical stimuli. So if I go to the gym and I do bench press, if I do bench press once, what hap- What are the what are the um, responses in 24, 48 hours? Yeah, you're in pain. So you're in pain. So the pain comes from swelling and free, matic- free radical release from muscular damage. Mm-hmm. There's a hormonal resp- there's an inflammatory response initially, and later there's a hormonal response. So it's as if your body says, "Gosh, this guy's going to damage us. We have to build this area stronger." So if he tries that bench press again. We can handle the force load going through there. So if you work out once, there's a, a very small change to the body structurally and functionally. If you do bench press twice a week for a year, there's way more change because you're repeating the stimulus. I got you. So same principle, so same principle with the chiropractor. Exactly. If we can t- so if we take somebody, um, a new person in, they're 45, their spine, there's a word degeneration I'm going to use. Degeneration means... You're getting bone and soft tissue deterioration or change due to usually loss of mobility or, or misalignment. So it's no different than anything. Really. Like been, exactly. A, any, anything that you're practicing. Exactly. You, you, the results go up as you kind of you can, consistency you can do it, yeah. is key to And you don't it, need right? – and with working out, you kind of have to keep working out. You can't do CrossFit. You can't go down to doing CrossFit once every two weeks, right? You can't because you lose your – well, you Tom, start to lose Tom, that, right? Tom, well, maybe goes, Tom does that sometimes. I, do. I try to do, do that sometimes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's not ideal. But no, it's with not. chiropractic, you know, we, uh, you don't need to see people as often as their body starts to function better and change. Now, there's a whole other side effect to this, which is that the main thing that we, st- we, we stimulate when we adjust the spine is the nerve system. So there's nerve receptors in muscles, joints, ligaments that when we put a force in, send messages into the spinal cord into the brain, which change brain function and what controls our body? Brain. Our hearts. Brain. Brain. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I, so um, now ask something, and then I want to, I want to get into. It. Do you want? Do you want to just anything take off on that? Or do you have a question <laughs> off, uh, after that? I don't know. No, no. I, Does that makes sense. Is that it, starting to make? It sense? all makes sense to me. I, okay. I, I see an athletic therapist once a week. Right. And the reason I see her once a week, I'm not injured. 
Yes. But what, what, what she does for me is she'll inflict more pain on me. So my wife used to think, because uh, her name's Annie, and I used to go see Annie once a week. And, and when I started going telling my wife that I kind of went for this like therapist Annie once a week, and she thought I was getting massages, she's like, so you're going to get like a massage once a week? Who is this Annie person, right? <laughs> and then she actually, something happened to her, and she went to see her too, and she realized how much pain Annie inflicts. Oh, okay. So, so you're kind of, you like that. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, she doesn't dress up in the leather mask. And, no, no, but... <laughs> but uh, you know, with the the soft tissue release is quite, uh, it, you know, it's pretty intense. She can right? make you right. cry. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you've seen her too. Yeah. So, um, so I'm not injured, but just for what I do at the gym, I know preventatively it's been beneficial for me because I don't do I do a lot a lot more mobility than I used to, but I don't do as much as I probably should, and I'm right. pretty hard on my body, so it helps me do what I'm able to do because she'll do things that I'm not able to do myself. That's so great. similar to what you're saying about the chiropractor, about yes. like chiropractory. And there's some chi- chiropractic. chiropractic. <laughs> yeah, I'm there's chiropr- yeah. There's some chiropractics that, chi- uh, now I'm saying it too. There's some chiropractors that are the same. They may do predominantly like manual, like fascial release um, type of things. Right. But really what chi- chiropractic wasn't really, didn't start out that way. Chiropractic started out with, we're doing something to the spine and it's changing the person's overall health. So then um, someone, I heard someone say research. If you look at the word research, it's re, re means to revisit. So, and they said, you know, we, the ideal thing with research is something that's happening out there in the world, the research can help us describe and understand how it works. So a hundred years ago, chiropractors were pushing on people's spines and their digestion was improving and they didn't get sick as often. Now you can say it didn't happen, but the reality is I have patients every week that tell me, yeah. gosh, Dachshund. So, what's, so well, let's what, get what, into that. Yeah, so what do you so got highlighted So based here? on the premise, okay. This first, this is so a... So first the study is from what? Do you, this, do you okay. know when? I'm gonna is it from 100 it, years ago? I'm going to give you. Nick, come on. <laughs> I came prepared. Listen. I, I move quick. Tough. I move okay. quick, man. We got to Neuroscience. Go here. We got, no, not, not Tom and I. We take two <laughs> hours for these. Neuroscience and behavioral... This is not a chiropractic study. Neuroscience and biobehavioral reviews 2018. Okay, so it's pretty old. Uh, this is why am I telling you this? So this is a couple quotes. In spite of the great strides in the treatment of heart disease and diabetes globally, United States, we've made little progress in the prevention of these disorders. So what? Heart disease, diabetes, blah, blah, blah. Um, careful elucidation of the common pathways for developing metabolic risks, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, our three most common epidemics, share a common but rarely treated mechanism, sustained autonomic imbalance. You better write that down, Nick. Sustained autonomic imbalance, sympathetic overactivity, and parasympathetic underactivity. Okay? So we have a nervous system. The nervous system has two divisions, a sympathetic division and a parasympathetic division. So have you heard of this or is new? Yes, but describe the difference between... I always always mess it up. So sympathetic nervous system is like when you're going to work out, your sympathetic nervous system kicks on. Increase heart rate, increase blood pressure, shunting blood from our digestive organs into our arms. That's why it's not good to eat a big meal before a workout. Uh, changing blood flow patterns in the brain because when you're going to do a 500-pound squat, it's not like you're going to sit there and write a poem or do some critical critical thinking. It's just, it's just you know, fight you or flight. Just pound your chest and go do just it. Just do it. Yeah, be an animal and do it, right? But Sometimes and, I stomp. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, that's boom. great. Whatever. You, well, you get, you get a nice couple shots of espresso. How many do you have at yeah. a time? When you have your espresso. Oh, it's Before always pre-workout? It's always two shots. No, two shots. but in the morning, it's two shots. You got to go with Someone two came, no, yeah. two, it's, it, but it's two individual shots. Oh, so it's you very don't, specific you don't, about that. Yeah. because One shot 
and then the next shot. I had a feeling you had a pref. You had like a. Very Someone came in last night and they're like, they mentioned the podcast, and the first thing they mentioned afterwards, they're like, yeah, so you know, you, you talk about the crema, right? I'm yeah. like, no, 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 that's not me. There, there's Tom. <laughs> yeah, Go yeah, talk yeah, to Tom yeah, about yeah, your crema. Yeah. Now I make a mean the espresso. Crema is very. I was really thinking about because we're moving into a new office. It'll be later this year. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about getting an espresso machine in my new office. It's a must. So that we could just really. sit there and have espressos, but it would. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's over the top. We'll see. No, I, I'm. I think you, you yeah. should do it. Yeah, I think, yeah. you, should I think you should have keep espressos it in your at three. Office. I don't usually do espressos at like three or four p.m. See, that's what I, I do. I don't do it in the morning. Yeah, different. We're all different. I guess yeah. that's the. But okay. So, so anyway, describe. so what's the point here? So, the sympathetic nervous system gets us ready for workouts, but it's the system that goes on when we're when we perceive stress. So deadlines, traffic. Housing market's going to whatever, you know, that sympathetic system kicks on. So were you what, about to say the housing market? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have right any. Now? Oh, my gosh. Wow. I neither. Now we've gone nothing. into real estate predictions. No, you're you're oh, going <laughs> to. I told, we're going to have to edit. We no, can't keep edit going. We keep getting off track. So, keep going. So the, the both most. So what a lot of life, if I can say scientists agree and this started with a guy named Hans Selye. Did you have you guys heard of him? Hans no. Selye. He was a researcher in Montreal, I don't know, 60s, 70s. And he's the first guy that did these experiments okay. on rats and stress. So the idea is if we're too much in a sympathetic state too often, our body is not in our rest, relax, heal state. So we have basically we're burning this fire all the time and over over a time it leads to met problems with the way our body functions. Diabetes. Um, autoimmune disorders, um, inflammatory disorders, okay, that makes all sense. of the things sure. that we're but not supposed would, to but get. But why would it lead to diabetes? Well, one of the, th- the again, wouldn't diabetes the, be coming from what I'm eating? Well, that's what the paper is saying that we we're trying to change what people eat. And we're trying to change them to ex- what they exercise or give them metformin, a diabetes drug, but it's not addressing this factor. So, in other words, if I'm chronically under stress from you know thinking or from what I'm going to get to my spine. That can be changing. It can be driving my adrenals to release cortisol. And you guys have done podcasts with naturopaths on that, right? Mm-hmm. Cortisol mm-hmm. thing, right? So cortisol changes the way insulin works, changes the way um, glucose is accepted into the cells of the body. So these hormonal changes, because again, sympathetic res- system is supposed to kick on and shut off. Most of the day, we're supposed to be in parasympathetic, mm-hmm. chill out, you know, rest, relax mode. So if that sympathetic mode is driving hormonal responses, which is changing blood chemistry, that can be producing diabetes. The sympathetic nervous system drives inflammation in the body. So we can get into inflammatory things, pain, stiffness, chronic inflammation, rheumatoid arthritis, those types of problems. So it's so their their point in this paper is we got to stop looking at so much at giving drugs and what do you eat and how you exercise and look at what can we do to change and improve sympathetic dominance and shift people into that proper balance of parasympathetic yeah, that's activity. Yeah, that's a tough paper for me to swallow because, like, if we're, if we're looking, I agree with the points. Yeah. But, like, with the This isn't ang- a chiropractic The paper, angle that they're taking is, like, that's just stress. They've been talking about that for a long time. Like, you need to kind of relax. Like, like I agree with the points. Yeah. You can't be too wound, wound up. You can't be always on the go. I mean, I talked to um, uh, a, a kind of, um, man, not a, a neuroscientist that when I was talking to her and we were talking about... Um, Bulletproof coffee. This was a couple of years ago when you were drinking bulletproof coffee a lot. And she's like, hey, look, when she's from California, where a lot of them are there. And she said, in, in our world, the conversations I'm having with my colleagues about this bulletproof coffee thing, because everyone's like, yeah, it gets me kind of operating a, a high level. You know, they were talking about if, if similar to this point is like, 
what's the effect of like when a light bulb burns brighter for a period of time, you know, does it burn out faster? Right. And they're like, is the brain the same way when you're, when you're doing stuff like that to kind of operate with it? So it doesn't seem but, like that's, that's new. And I mean, so much of it is diet and exercise. I'm, I'm not trying to discredit yeah, what you're yeah. saying, but I mean, so what can, what can you do about that? What can you do about sympathetic dominance? Well, it, what it, can anybody do? Yeah. But see, we can't draw like, like, like hundred percent conclusions on this because we're not, we're, everyone's going to be so independent to the person, right? Because if someone's, if someone sits on their ass all day and does nothing and does no exercise, yeah. then you know what, you know what's going to help with them? They need some flipping exercise, right? If someone's they can over be, the top, then they can be looking at other stuff. No right? question. But how about this? They're sitting on their couch all day. They're not exercising, but they're stressing about something. So there can be they can be sympathetic. Dom- I'm not saying it's just that's they, what I mean. There's so many variables. Yeah, to, okay, right, go, go on with your is. point. Yeah, yeah that, that's what so, I mean. so that's why it's hard to have these so conversations. What, what thing, well, it's not hard, Nick. You got to just I don't know. Anyway, I mean, for me, it's 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 just critical to how we're looking at health because nervous system being the driver of things like hormonal system. It, that's not like my opinion. That's just basic. I, yeah. Biology. So. You know, to me, that's an untapped area because many of us, and not everybody follows their exercise or diet plan, but we know about that. But we don't know so much about this. We know the concept, stress isn't good for you. What can we do about it? So um, causes of stress can be what? Mental, so things we think. So can we change our thinking? Can we do that? Like you're sure. into that, I'm presuming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Do you think differently now than you thought 10 years ago? Sure, yeah. yeah. Probably a better way. So you can change the way you think. We can, me- we can do meditation. Does meditation have an impact on mm-hmm. sympathetic? Where are you headed system? with this? Take us to the end. The uh, reason, you know, what the reason I'm thinking is that particular paper just baffled me when it said diabetes because I'm like, I could be sitting on my couch in a completely relaxed state, not stressed about everything, but if I drink a lot of pop every day, well, it's not a, diabetes it's, go up pretty good, right? Yeah, it's so not, like, I'm not suggesting it's an oversimplification. I'm not suggesting it's the the none of this stuff is the one. To use that word, panacea. totally. Okay. That's I'm why saying, I'm asking you. Where you I'm trying where to you? share something that the listeners may not have thought of, because chances are your listeners have thought, have heard, you know. But and dietarily, right? How how often does dietary stuff change? Because today we're talking about the paleo diet or the low sugar diet, and 20 years ago we were talking about the high carb diet. Mm-hmm. Five years, yeah, from Nick, now, Nick five years from now, what's yeah. it going to be, right? I don't know, but so I mean, I'm curious. I don't want to talk about that stuff because I don't changes. really know. Yeah, it's going to yeah, change, yeah. and then yeah. someone's going to say, now we're okay, going to go so back to Okay, so you are boiling carb. it down so to So I'm trying this. to say, here's another place you can look. For the record, yeah. it, the diet stuff actually doesn't change very often. The names, the of, it names of them change. But there is a good one. I just saw on TV. But they don't change. They recycle. No, but there is a good There is a good new one I just saw on TV. You wear blue glasses. Glasses oh, okay. to eat all your food. It's it called something like the blue diet. Or that's, something. A new, that's a new yeah. one. <laughs> and you know why? Because when you look at, at food and they had a piece of chocolate cake oh, and, they, a, and they said, if you look at it through the blue glasses, it doesn't look as appealing. And then they showed a steak that was, you know, perfectly cooked. But when you looked at it with the blue sunglasses on, it looked like less well cooked. So it wasn't like as, I guess, attractive to <laughs> yeah. you. And I thought, oh, my oh, God, geez. this is a new yeah, one. That, I haven't that's heard. a new one. Yeah, yeah. So there are the new ones. You're right. I okay. Heard of this well, one. yeah, but, that's uh, but that's you're but keep going with your point. Here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. So we we have some data that shows that a chiropractic adjust. Well, we have two pieces of data. We have some data that shows that spinal dysfunctions irritate the sympathetic nervous system. Sure. And can add to the sympathetic load. Like any injury that your okay. body your body has. But yeah. let's talk about more chronic things. So let's okay. get let's you're talk right. about a guy. Maybe it's you. Or anybody that has like uh, their neck and upper back. Well, I'll is tell you, I'll, I had I had it. So I had some stomach issues uh, a couple of years ago, yep. and my cortisol levels were a little bit out of whack, just a little bit low throughout the day. Um, and the belief was that 
part of that kind of chronic kind of inflammation in the gut a little bit was causing some cortisol issues. So we tried to fix the gut yep. to fix the cortisol issues. So exactly did it, to your did point. Did it work? Um, now I changed a number of things. So yeah, that's which is challenging. So, yeah. So I I did do a lot of so it did work. I, I definitely feel better. Um, a lot of it was diet related though. Right. So, but but I mean, it's uh, but yeah, yeah, it worked. So I so, changed a few things, and yeah, it worked. Yeah, and on on that point, and I I cannot. I'm going to preface this by saying, as a chiropractor, I do not treat, or um, what's the word, advertise myself as treating as any digestive or, yeah, or, or cure yeah. anything yeah. with yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a lot of patients, I would say about a third of my patients come in, and when we do their health survey, they either have acid reflux or bloating or constipation, okay, so or I've been see- diagnosed IBS or something. We start adjusting them just for their whatever, their back pain, their blah, blah, blah. And hey, doc, my IBS is better or my, so I don't get I acid reflux yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? how could that happen? Well, the only way that's, that's possibly happening is when we're making adjustments, it's changing brain processing, changing nervous system function, and then allowing for these changes. Not that it's a guarantee. But here's what I want to get at is um, so we have – you know, injuries can trip the sympathetic nerve system. Stress can trip the sympathetic nerve system. But spinal uh, problems and irritations can do that. So there's a study, which I don't have here, but I've cited it a bunch of times, um, where they looked at people with neck and upper back tightness and tenderness. So in other words, if you're like, oh, my neck's a bit tight, and they had an examiner go in and push on the spine, and the patient would say, yeah, it's either mildly or moderately or severely like tender to touch. And what they found for the, for the moderates and the severe when they did uh, blood scanning of the brain, they had diminished blood flow to the frontal and I believe temporal lobes by 30 to 45%. So cerebral hypoperfusion, decreased blood flow to the brain coming from the spine. Well, because the spine is irritating the sympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic nerves are causing constriction of blood flow to certain areas of the brain, and then you're getting diminished blood flow to the brain. Yeah, I've never thought so about it like that. So a spinal connection... Yeah, yeah. I've always thought about it. Okay. That's I, that's huge. That's so, huge. I have always thought about it as if you have a tight, tight muscle, right. that's going to be bad because the blood can't flow into the tight muscle, right? That, so you're not going to get the nutrients be, yeah, there. But, but I've what, never, can, what makes a muscle tight? Like, does I, a muscle I, I does know. a muscle do anything independently of – no, it can't. The only thing that makes a muscle get tight is when a nerve signal is making that muscle contract. Muscles don't do anything independently. They need a nerve signal, electrical nerve signal, to make them contract. Well, so my basically, nerve signals right now are firing because I'm in pain everywhere for the last few everywhere. days. Yeah. Okay, so you're getting that, and actually, some of the, some uh, chiropractors are saying, you know, we got instead of calling it like a back problem per se, oh, I got a tight back. You actually have a brain problem because that back doesn't do anything on its own. The brain is is telling those muscles to be tight. Sometimes it's telling those muscles to be tight because it's not really. Uh, it thinks it's doing the right thing. And again, when we make an adjustment, we pro- provide an input to the central nervous system and your brain goes, oh, wait, we can change the way we're doing. You know, the change in input can change the output. So to Nick's point earlier, if you do that constant stimulus there, your body over, you, you think the mobility in the thoracic spine can be altered? Like if you're Absolutely. doing a combination of Absolutely. yoga and stretching yeah, as yeah. well as getting that Or stimulus. even if you're not, because I have pre and post x-rays of patients who've done nothing but get adjusted. And we, we're going to, and I'll talk about their neck curve, the cervical alignment of their neck curve improves just but by But it would help adjusted. to do the flexibility stuff as well. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, pe- taking people where they're at. Some people don't want to, yeah, don't, don't have, have the time, time. whatever. Yeah, I, I, get I think they should. But and here, some people have an acute thing where they just need to come in and get some relief. Absolutely. Right? So, absolutely. So and, I agree. So like, I agree with you. Like, so I, I'll like, you know, slightly uh, like digging into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately it all makes sense. Like 
it, it's no different than, you know, I used to th- sometimes uh, thought that I hurt my back, right? So my back would get really tight, but it had nothing to do with my lower back. It was actually my hamstring that was causing my right. lower back. So the body, so I've learned just like my, when I get shoulder pain now, often it's my pec because my pec gets too tight and it's pulling, it's pulling tight, pulls my shoulder not, so it's not perfectly in the joint. And then when I loosen up my pec properly, my shoulder works properly without the pain. The impingement goes away, right? right? So like I've learned. How do you loosen up from, your pec? From, what do you do? A few different things, but I just dig into it pretty good with yeah, like a lacrosse ball, ball or yeah. some other things. So right? what is what is that actually doing? Let's think about that. So okay, well, hold on. Ball. Well, let's not get off. Let's not get off track. We can come back to that. Yeah, let's not get off track. Because because <laughs> what I'll, what I'll come back to you, what I'll come and say is that because the body's so it, it, it's so connected with different different things, Absolutely. it's very easy to believe that if you have some sort of spinal issues that where where you know an adjustment helps, that it would kind of make other things easier because the body can then use its its energy and its kind of problem solving mechanisms that it, is, it has to focus on those other things or it removes other stuff so yeah no it makes like it makes sense Wait, right? yeah and i i don't know i, mean, I wouldn't mean, go so far like i would you know and you you said that i mean it would be you can never make the claim that because the health claims are tough you know with yep. digestive system and stuff like that but yeah like if you have a chronic thing here that it gets fixed, then the body can try to fix something else and it might be able to fix it than it went before it was using all this energy on the back. So yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and, and again, depending on the chronicity. So if you have, we have kids sometimes Okay, hold, you, no, but lacrosse okay. ball, lacrosse ball, what's the lacrosse ball? Okay, so people say, well, I'm doing, I'm doing um, foam rolling and stuff like this, right? But remember, everything, every change you make, it's, it's always back to neurological. So when you put that lacrosse ball on there, it stimulates mechanoreceptors, mm-hmm. nerve endings. Those nerve endings go to the spinal cord and then that the spinal cord has a reflex where the output is back to the motor neurons that make the pec tight and they can inhibit it and turn it off. So everything that we do mechanically to the body, whether it's massage or chiropractic or physio, it's through nerve pathways, through nerves going into the spinal cord, into the brain, output coming from the brain back to the spinal cord. I just point that out because some people, we, we think, oh, I'm moving, a, I'm, I'm uh, adjusting a joint or I'm stretching a muscle, but for anything to actually change, we have to it's neurology that allows for that because if that input does not create the response then that muscle is going to stay you're right tight. i think chiropractic has a messaging problem you guys yeah. have like a messaging problem yeah it, it, well because we, <laughs> we most people think about your industry and Joint. think about just like bones yeah like yeah and they don't even call it adjustments it'll be like a back crack or something yes. like that yes. right you guys you're just need good right. marketing you guys need better oh, marketing. Okay. Yeah. That's why we chat. Thank you for your help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no problem. More. We're getting yeah, the message yeah. out there. But, but this uh, is this is a really cool paper I want to share with you guys. So this is 2017, evidence-based complementary and alternative medicine. So what they did in this study was they looked at how um, they took people and they uh, adjusted them where like a chiropractor, this is now this wasn't done, there's was one chiropractor in the study, the rest are medical people. And it was actually done in Japan. So they looked at brain function and a few other things after a person had an adjustment, okay? So what they found was that after uh, a chiropractic adjustment, the patients had relaxation of cervical muscle tension, decrease in salivary amylase level due to suppression of sympathetic nerve activity. And and what would that mean? Hold on now. So let's stop right there. So the sympathetic nervous system, the system that I'm saying from is being pointed to as being overactive and leading to disease and illness is being suppressed by a chiropractic adjustment. Is that a valuable thing? You know, if you didn't catch like it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound, mm, yeah. If there was, let me ask you this. If there was a, if I had a drug that I said, I give you this drug and it's going to decrease your sympathetic nerve activity, do you think that 
it sure, would be, yeah, it yeah. Would so be what, huge. What, what do you think's happening? It's just the nervous system is so more. Here's the, let me read the conclusion. I'll tell you. So brain processing after spinal, they call it spinal manipulative therapy. Brain processing after spinal manipulative therapy may lead to physiological relaxa- relaxation via decrease in sympathetic nerve activity. So movement into the spine creates uh, neurological input into the central nervous system and into the brain, which diminishes sympathetic irritation and sympathetic output. So it's taking us from the sympathetic. That's why people often will feel like kind of relaxed Mm -hmm. or better after an adjustment. So what is the wording of that? Like a load of crap. Because it didn't say, and I'm not saying that it's wrong, but the wording is left so open to interpretations. It's like, this may happen. Yes. Which also means this well, may all not. These doctors happen. are always trying yeah. to cover no, their asses. I know. So, yeah. it, so it's so it's almost meaningless. So mm-hmm. it could, it, but, like, it could actually be one hundred percent accurate and true. Yeah. But I'm just saying because of the way it's worded, it's like when we try when we speak to uh, when you speak to a lawyer, right? The yeah. lawyer's like, well, you know, it depends. Like, they're never going to give you a solid answer on anything, right? right? right. So, the, so it's the same. It's the same type of thing. It's kind of like when you say, "Is real estate good?" Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, well, yeah, it's It good. depends who and you talk to. Well, there's like a million other variables that may be good depending if you yeah. get it, you know, if you buy the wrong but property. But I see, I see the point that they're getting at well, here. Well, here's, like here's, here's my point. And that's what, what I'm getting at is, okay, you know, we're giving we you know, a hard time. Yeah, I appreciate hey, that hey, you're hey, sticking hey, with hey, us. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> well, no, this isn't anything about chiropractic. This is actually about the this is about the study, like the wording of the study. They kind of like, it was like a catch-all. And and all I'm saying here is that, okay, what are the benefits of getting adjusted? Well, I move better. I feel better. Here's one of the ways that an adjustment may change my nervous system, which is a health-promoting thing. That's all I'm I've saying. Actually if fa- somebody, I've if- personally, and this is why I think everything is so individual. You've adjusted me sometimes, and I've come back to the office here, and I've just felt amazing. Right. You know, and I'm like, I don't know what just happened with that particular adjustment, but I literally feel freaking amazing right and, and that's not because your back feels better it's because your brain function is different yeah I'm like telling I just, you, that's the mechanism yeah, yeah and it's uh yeah it's a unique thing and uh you know some days you just feel better than other days but there's Absolutely. been a couple times where you've made an adjustment and it's literally been like wow that yeah. i just feel really good right now and i know that's how someone listening to this i know how that could sound like just a bunch of bullshit just listening to that but it's been it's just been my personal experience right Right. And I've had that same experience, too. And many people, maybe people listening have had that experience and they will attest to that. And I'm wondering if in those situations, just for me personally, is that my then uh, maybe parasympathetic state? That's maybe taking effect. It's probably a a change. There are more. I didn't bring a lot of brain function studies, but there are more. But a change in brain, brain perception, brain, brain function, blood flow to the brain. That's basically how a person feels. Right. So if you're if you're feeling what I know I I've I've noticed after adjustments sometimes it, fe- it seems like my vi- a really good adjustment my vision or my hearing is clearer and crisper. So what is that? Well, something's changing in my ner- brain nerve system processing apparently that gives me. But the bottom line is I feel better. So how much stuff or info do you need to make chiropractic part of your lifestyle? I don't know. But for me, like for you, okay, I feel better. I like this. I'm getting more research. It makes sense for you. For another person. It doesn't fit in with their values. Well, fine. I think because it's tough to quantify it. It's tough in everyone's busy lives to make the time for it because it's kind of like, but it's, you know, it's something you have to go to your office and uh, travel to. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's tough for people. I think they'll they'll put uh, going to the gym higher than right. going to the chiropractor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so I'm, I think I'm, it's tough to get it into everyone's daily routine. 
True, true. Um, like or daily. I don't mean daily, but you know, a regular routine. It's like stretching. Like stretching. I'm, I'm, like, like I'm not equating you guys to, to, to like to, like to chiropractic activity or, or functions or chiropractic chiropractory Chiropractic. to Chiropractic. to to um to just stretching. You know, I'm, I'm but um, but that's a good I'm, point. Most yeah. people will go work out, so they might spend 45 minutes working out, and they won't spend 30 seconds stretching. I know for me, I did that for I don't know 10 years. <laughs> like my stretch right. revolved like. My stretch was really like taking a big deep breath, so my chest puffed out, and then I felt like I was stretched, and that was it. Like I did nothing, right? Yeah. If you think, yeah, you know, motivation. That's a good point. But think about too, also what you value, right? So, would you at, at where you're at right now, right? Would you give up your chiropractic, even though you're busy? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll you give keep it up. It going. You're not going to give it up because yeah. you know what it gets yeah. you, right? So, somebody listening, you're not going to know what it gets you unless you try it. People tend to be motivated in the beginning of their care because they have a problem, but once they've experienced the benefits. Agreed. Then, now, they t- they, then I, it's like I'm making time to come in once a week or once every two weeks because I know that this is good for me and I'm just gonna I'm gonna avoid problems or I'm gonna. I feel can actually better. feel a little mobility issues now Starting that I've been up. doing it long enough. I'm like, ah, I could use a bit of an adjustment there. I can kind of and I feel better for it. But uh, to, to Nick's point, also, I know I need to layer in like stretching and there's so many other things. One thing I wanted to ask you, um, to, I wanted to make sure I get the opportunity to ask you is in my life I've had some weird chiropractic adjustments from not yourself from other chiropractors. No, but we're okay. literally I've had like a an adjustment where I walk out and I feel like I'm walking crooked or something. You know, is that a chiropractor who's just done an adjustment where they didn't know what they were doing? Or is that, I, don't know. I, I, I mean, really feel like my hips were like off and I'm like, I'm not going back to that person. Yeah. I mean, it's possible when, when you're working with somebody, um, depends on, especially in the, you know what, you know what happened? I literally, I went, was in, this a one-time thing? It was a one-time yeah, thing. I went yeah. in, they saw me, I said I had some tightness here. They kind of threw me down, made an adjustment, yeah. and d- didn't go right. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going like I'm right. not going back to chiropractor. So overall, it wasn't a good experience, no, right? No. So I mean, and we I always tell people that are new in care, this is like, you know what? The first few adjustments, I'm figuring your body out, and you know we like it to I, we like you to feel great after your first adjustment, but sometimes you won't. You might be sore, you might be stiff, you might feel if your your posture has been a certain way for 20 years, and we change something, you may get up off the table and feel weird because you're you're not used to that. Um, so you may have had not a great adjustment. You may have had an appropriate adjustment, but just the change was not yeah, comfortable. Got it. Okay. That's, that's, fair. The, yeah, that's yeah. why I don't love, hey, come in, throw you down. I don't do that type of care because you got to, first of all, the biggest thing today, and we talk about this with, with chiropractors, is you got to, even if the person wants to be there, you still have to kind of earn their trust on that first visit and get them to know that, hey, I'm here for you. I want to listen to your concerns. What are you looking for? kind of bond, you know, get them, you know, get on their side, Totally. then do an exam and then say, great, we're going to have you come back and go over your results and then really explain everything to them. Because if you just rush into care and people don't really, you know, know what's going on, why exactly you don't feel comfortable. That's usually when the negative experiences happen in, in my, that's why I don't do it that way. But what I've heard of other people with other chiropractors. Oh, I went there. They didn't really do much. They laid me down. They did this. They did that. And I didn't like it. I never went back kind of thing. Yeah. So that, which is what like, I chiropractors are listening. You got to do a good, you got to do a really good exam. You got to like talk to that person, you know, and if they're not comfortable, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if they come back and they're not really ready for it, it's not a good fit. It's not a good time. Then just wait till it's the right time to start care with them. Anyway, what, that's a whole I, I other cut you thing. Off though. What were you going to about? To well, share? I want to talk about something else, which is a little more concrete than, I mean, it could be more concrete. And, so normal posture, 
So um, every time you say in, that, I in, feel like I have to sit up straight. You, you don't have to, but this is not. And again, this is not per se just a chiropractic thing. But in uh, medical literature, physiotherapy literature, chiropractic literature, rec the recognition of something called forward head posture. Okay, so forward head posture. Do you guys know what that is? When your head's forward? forward. Head is forward. Yeah. So how do you how do you know if we're, somebody? Hey, we're pretty yeah. sharp. I like you these advanced yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah, we're pretty sharp. We're gonna, <laughs> how do you know if somebody has that? How do you know if somebody has that? Your kid or your wife? How do you? Is know? that that little roll you see, or that little well, that, hold on, the, the skin no. on the Let's, back that? Uh, not so much. No? Why don't you just tell us? Okay. Yeah. So you look at somebody from the side. I'm gonna probably have it because I'm leaning into the microphone. But if you look at where their ear is in relation to the shoulder, I don't know if they can see that on the video, right? It should so be straight above it. If my Ear is forward, that's forward head posture from the outside, and it, and the, but that ear should be close to the shoulder. Okay, so you would see in an extreme example, you see you go to the mall and you see an elderly person and they're walking hunched over, right? They've got, but you even see it teenagers, right? You go to the parking lot, pick up your kid, and you see some teenagers have forward head posture or adults or whatever, right? So what are the so is that is that normal? No. Is it healthy? I guess you don't not. know why. Why not? Well, I'll tell you. So, forward head posture, change, and that happens over time due to devices and injury, sure. whiplashes, yeah, yeah. and gym and blah blah blah. So it changes a lot of things in the spine. There, this study, which is not a chiropractic study, but this study was um, last year, Journal of Physical Therapy Science. Um, what they showed is that um, forward head posture can decrease forced vital capacity. So that's breathing. So, um, and they conclude that it's necessary to develop more efficient interventions for managing forward head posture based on pulmonary function. Um, we chiropractors have the solution to forward head posture with our care, but um, this is really cool. I like how you just slipped that in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That, yeah, that was, good. That, yeah, that was really so natural. That. That was Physiotherapists good. didn't know that. Um, <laughs> and and uh, so, and they, they oh, really? I, I might learn that from you, Tom. I'm not exactly sure. Um, uh, patients with forehead posture reduce lung capacity. So, as a CrossFitter, do you want reduced lung capacity? No. Do you want your son, who's an elite look, soccer yeah. player, to okay? Have but hold on. So, look, uh, I, 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 no, no, I'll, I'm going to cut it short, okay? Yeah. Because we get it. You okay. want your body to be in the right yeah. position. Okay. So we've we've talked about this probably for twenty minutes already. So just this is not nerve system. This is forward head posture. I understand. So what but happens? Everything you want your arms you want your to go to straight optimal. above yeah. your head. I'm Most just, people can't do that. Like we get. True. It. But I'm thinking, that, Nick, right? I'm thinking, Nick. There's people that are listening that are going to clue into one of these things because they're going to go, "Oh, I look at my wife and her head is that's not why is it, you know that's not normal and what's it doing? Yeah, to no. Her? So I get it. So I get okay. all the ramifications. So what is that? that? What? No, no. What do you? Okay. So if we if you have forward head posture, if I X-ray you and we see you have forward head posture, yeah. What do what are the long term consequences of that, other than bad posture? Yeah, I guess all the things that you're saying, I can't. I just kind of want you to tell me the answers to these questions. Okay. I don't know. That's I, why you're here. Is difficult, to, difficult. Yeah, you're here to give okay. the answers. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. well, it leads to a degeneration of the neck, degeneration of the spine, okay. arthritis of the spine. So that's a, so if someone starts with forward head posture when they're a teenager into their twenties, by the time they're thirty or forty, they're probably going to have degeneration of the spine. So if you've heard of the net levels of the spine, C4, 5, 6, 7, right? So the discs break down, they, they dehydrate, they narrow, we get bone spurs growing. So pathological, essentially non-reversible changes to the spine. So that's not good for us because once it becomes degenerative or pathological, you it's very difficult so with all to of us watching around. so i guess in the next 20 years geez this is going to be huge because like it is everybody's staring Speaking at their phones aging so. oh, yeah, it's really bad yeah, right? yeah it is really bad so remember we were at that one conference and we had there was one uh, physiotherapist there that made their was telling them uh, telling us that they make their kids 
um, look at their iPhones with their shoulders out and their are their hands up Kelly, like this. Kelly Star, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he was uh, t- so it's directly in front of their eyes That's, as an attempt better. to like get them to stand up, kind of straight. Yeah. But so in the next twenty years, there's going to be a lot of neck shit going on. I think on. There's, it's already started. It's already, it's already started, started, but yeah. you can see where this is going to get worse. Yeah, I got one paper here that looked at, uh, where is it here? It looked at uh, in kids, basically neck dysfunction in kids. Cervical proprioception in a young population, 18 to 35, and they have altered neck mechanics due to um, smart, you know, yeah. devices and neck pain. So, um, but we, so what I'm saying is chiropractic, we have techniques to uh, either maintain or restore the cervical curve. So, you know, coming to the office, one of the things we, we take the x-ray and we see a person has forward head posture, lost cervical curve. One of the goals of care is to try to restore that. And we're pretty successful. Not We can't do it with everybody. And if someone has advanced degeneration, it's not going to be possible. So that's like my dental advertisement is like don't wait till you're 50 to go to the dentist because you may have irreversible changes to your teeth and gums that can't be dealt with. But So with chiropractic, get your kids in or get in when you're 20 or, or whenever you hear about this. You can check. We can check you for forward head posture with x-ray and postural evaluation. So you're, what I like to say to you is you're coming regularly. Yeah, you feel good. But the work that we're doing, maintaining your cervical curve, is actually making you age more successfully because mm-hmm. you're not degenerating. You know what, Tom? I think you're right. I think the the, the chiropractic, because all the stuff you're saying makes sense. I think the industry itself, though, might have some positioning problems because everything is like, you know, there's the solution for everything. There's mm-hmm. like a hundred different problems. You can't mm-hmm. hold your head upright. You can't do this. You can't do that. Chiropractic stuff's the solution. We have the solution for this. We have the solution for that. And I think sometimes, and I'm not saying it's yep. wrong. I'm not. Yep. I'm not even saying it's inaccurate. What I think is that sometimes people that say they have the solution to so much, then some people are like, ah, man, like, can you really be all things to all people all the time? Mm-hmm. You, you know what well, I mean? Just from like a marketing, kind of, just as the, the marketers in us, yeah. know that that's a bad messaging situation to be in. Yeah, because like right. everything you pull out, you're like, well, we have the answer to this. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's this, and I, we have the answer yeah. to this. And I'm not, say, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that you don't. Like, I'm not even, yeah, yeah. I'm not even yeah, yeah. Well, it's fascinating because there's a lot of good value there, yeah. but the way it's articulated sometimes, comes, yeah, I think it's, that's where the challenge comes. And I know you, you know, I know, I, and I get that chiropractors get thrown under the bus a lot, right? I think something, you know. It happens, but, but I, I mean, that's so it, but, but that's every industry. Realtors do too. We're in no, real no, estate I, industry. I, you're absolutely right. And again, a lot of people that are coming to me today, they're, like I said, they're anti, they're, they've seen the limits of the medical system and they want they don't want that or they want to avoid that. And, when, and I'll be clear and say to you guys, I'm not saying chiropractic is the cure, fix, or prevention for everything. Because if you have cancer, if you have advanced disease, if you need a hip replacement, you yeah, know, if there's that, acute you know, issues, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's a really, it's a really nice health promotional. It could model. be a component. Yeah. You know what's very yeah. similar to? It's very similar philosophically to fitness. You know that if you work out regularly, you don't sure. know exactly how, but you're going to be better yeah. I than agree. if you don't. I don't think that our the majority of the organized kind of health care system that we have should be giving any but it's my personal opinion i don't think they should be giving advice on fitness i don't think they should be giving advice on nutrition and i don't think they should be giving advice on the types of stuff that all right. the soft tissue stuff i guess not really soft well, tissue, but the chiropractic and soft tissue stuff around movement and positioning of the body and understanding that because those are like those are things that i i feel everyone should be doing and they're so focused on either like medication or just the band-aid solution for oh this hurts so it's got to be something like your hip hurts it's just got to be something with your hip like it can't be anything with the spine it's got to be a hip thing right and they, and i think that's a really that's a really good point because that's a big disconnect in my opinion of the, the uh, 
the healthcare system as as it's currently constructed versus what I think would be would be optimal. I, I don't know. That's just my again my yeah, my and opinion. And not all of them, uh, you know, because there's there's I'm probably like the best doctors ever. Some of them in Canada as well. But absolutely. I just think maybe you know in a general rule when as general practitioners it's tough to be you know. There's there's absolutely no way they're going to be on top of all the all I, this I stuff. Wanted, like I, I and I'll say and I had a, I'll just say one thing. I had a patient walk in yesterday. She said to me. I, and she's got all kinds of stuff going on. She was at a pain clinic and saw some top pain specialist at McMaster. And she goes, well, the pain specialist said to me, you know, I got to keep coming to you because if I don't, I'm not going to be walking anymore. So some doctors get it and yeah, understand cool. the value, but some don't aren't aware We're of this stuff or, and they're not, you know, uh, they're in a reduction. We call that a reductionistic model. You hurt here, inject something here, rub something mm -hmm. on here, not looking at the whole yeah, body. So yeah, that's at least we're not in the medieval times anymore. Or maybe we should yeah. go, like, we could just appoint you, you know, that kind of like... That would be you, a lot yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a lot. What were you going to say? I just want to thank you for coming and talking about this. And we, you, you don't know this, but we've had people in your profession approach us and say that you do a good job articulating the message and they yeah. wanted to express their thanks for that because a lot of people in your profession won't dare come on and yeah. share some of this stuff and talk about it and take some of like the challenges and discuss it kind of openly and the good and the bad and all of that stuff. So yeah. just really wanted to thank you for what you do for me and my family. Um, you know, we met it. you through Carol who really had some back issues and uh, you've really been helping her out a lot. So thank you for that. And, um, and for sitting down and kind of doing what you do and bringing your papers and your highlights. We uh, highlights, we, uh, we appreciate more it. Coming. So, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know there is. I know there's every, so every someone, week I'm scouring. What's and getting, the, uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? Uh, um, Facebook, Dr. Pete Angelelli, um, YouTube, my email, maybe if they have a, I don't know if somebody has a specific question, Dr. Peter Angelelli at gmail.com. But I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Dr. Pete Angelelli. I'm on YouTube. Dr. Okay. Peter so Angirelli. on the, so, on our podcast page for this episode, we'll link out to you put your, my email or my, any of my pages. Yeah. We'll yep. put contact information on there. Cool. Thank you for doing this. We appreciate it. We'll have nice. you back again to chat. It was fun. We'll see where Thanks it goes. We'll see what feedback. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the questions. Hey, everyone. It's Tom Kratzis. Hopefully you enjoyed that show. Dr. Pete's a great guy. We have a lot of fun talking to him. If you have any questions for um, him for the next time we bring him on the show or anything that comes to mind, feel free to send them our way. The best email address to use is podcast at rockstarinnercircle.com. So that's podcast at rockstarinnercircle.com. Or if you have any other guest ideas you'd like us to invite anyone on, any topics you'd like to uh, have us cover, feel free to email uh, um, to that email address and we will do our best to cover that information. We're getting a kick out of the show thank you last year was great with this podcast that was our first year thank you for all the feedback and thank you to everyone who's given us a review so far on itunes if you haven't had a chance to and you feel that we've earned it if you can give us a rating and or a review on itunes well, that is deeply appreciated thank you for all the feedback that we're getting around this podcast we're having a blast doing it i think that will uh that's uh we'll leave it at that for now and remember the whole reason that we're doing this is we believe in living life on your own terms so don't let anyone tell you you can not live exactly as you want to live. It's 100% possible. That's why we're doing what we're doing with real estate investing. That's why we're trying to share as much information as we can so that we can all live life exactly on the terms we want.